0: Here is my reality reflection for today. I remember in the beginning of my journey, I was hearing a lot of people talk about glorifying God. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what that means. And today in the gospel, we hear about salt and light. And Jesus is talking to us He is saying we need to be salt and light. So when I finally realized that glorifying God had everything to do with how I lived my life, things started to change. Actually, things really started to change when a friend of mine said, you profess to be this, you know, holy Catholic Christian person. And yet you speak like that. I was telling some raunchy jokes. I was using some language that would make men blush. And I was swearing like a sailor. I mean, sorry, any sailors out there, you know that phrase. And that was the moment that I realized my life needed to conform to Jesus so that my love and my belief in him glorified him through the way that i lived now today we've got saint anthony of padua he rocks so we're going to we're going to catch up on a couple of things that are just going to remind us about the fact <laughs> that it matters what we do what we say how we live to the people around us it really does because when we do better they do better. All right, Matthew five thirteen through 16, Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly father. There you go. That's glorifying God. Seeing Our good deeds, seeing how we treat one another with respect, seeing how we speak up when nobody else has the courage to, seeing how that we stand for our beliefs and don't let anybody push us around. We are firm, but we are loving and (laughs) we choose righteous things. We choose temperance. We choose to have control of our lives with God's grace, God's help, because it's not us. And we also choose to be real with the people around us. If they know, which they should, by the way, are you still telling your accountability partners what you're working on? Are you sharing with someone? Okay. Falling over from the 21 day challenge. We had accountability partners that knew what was going on in our life. That's better still be happening and asking them, am I glorifying God with my life? Trust me, if you have a good accountability partner, they're going to tell you in a way that's loving and in a way that you will accept. Sometimes it's hard to hear feedback about ourselves, especially from the ones that are closest to us, to be honest. Like my accountability partner is my husband. And sometimes I hear God through him and sometimes I just hear him through him. So, you know, (laughs) pick your partners carefully, but just know that if they love you and they want the best for you, they're going to do the right thing and tell you the truth. Okay. So again, here we are, St. Anthony of Padua. I'm going to read some more stuff from the Catholic morning offering that just reiterates this whole idea. The spirit of humility is sweeter than honey, and those who nourish themselves with this honey produce sweet fruit. (laughs) Humility is so hard. Come on, don't we all just want to control things and get things done and do them on our time? And when people don't act like us or do things like us or think like us, it frustrates us but we've got to be humble. We are individuals put in this world, on this earth, in this place for such a time as this. And all of us have to just embrace the fact that it's not going to be easy, that people are difficult. People are different. We've talked about the, the uniqueness, the N equals one. We're so different physically, emotionally, mentally, based on our environment, based on our experiences through life. I mean, our schooling, our language, where we live, our climate. I mean, it's everything, our culture. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult to be harmonious with other people. And that's why we need Humility. Let me reread this. The spirit of humility is sweeter than honey. And those who nourish themselves with this honey produce sweet fruit. Now I'm going to go into another part of what he says, St. Anthony of Padua in his book, it's quote unquote today's meditation, but it goes exactly with the readings. The man who is filled with the Holy Spirit speaks in different languages. These different languages are different ways of witnessing to Christ, such as humility, poverty, patience, and obedience. We speak in those languages when we reveal ourselves these virtues. Whoops. Hang on. We speak in those languages when we reveal in ourselves these virtues to others. Actions speak louder than words. It is useless for a man to flaunt his knowledge of the law if he undermines its teaching by its actions. But the apostles spoke as the Spirit gave them the gift of speech. Happy the man whose words issue from the Holy Spirit and not from himself. We should speak then as the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of speech. Our humble and sincere request to the Spirit for ourselves should be that we may bring the day of Pentecost to fulfillment insofar as he infuses us with his grace by using our bodily senses in a perfect manner and by keeping the commandments. Why do saints have to speak So difficult. (laughs) Like, come on, speak English, speak regular talk. I was reading this going, this is horrible. So what do I have to do? I have to translate it into regular speak. I mean, this is the problem sometimes when you do get into some books by some saints and I've done it. I've bought the book. I've read it half, maybe, I don't know, not halfway, not even halfway, maybe a quarter of the way. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Somebody, Make this in English slang, (laughs) you know? Anyway, I digress. Bottom line message to the point. He's basically saying look, if we don't have the spirit in us, we are just going to be talking about what we know and we're going to be living something differently, and everyone's going to look at us and they're going to see it. Okay. That's why the action speak louder than words was probably the most important words in this whole paragraph that I read from him because it does matter. People need to see us. They need to realize that we're not just talking the talk. We're walking the walk and that will make a difference. Remember that mirror neuron that I spoke about? when they see you do better, they do better. There's an imitation there, especially with younger kids. I mean, it happens with adults. It definitely does. But with younger kids, it's like they have no idea what's going on. They're learning so much about roles and people. That is why it is so dangerous to have what is happening today out there with kids being exposed. And when I say exposed, I almost think like sexually exposed, like their innocence is being ripped away by these trans people, these, I don't know what, uh, trans dressers, these people who read to the kids. What do they call them? Cross dressers? I mean, RuPaul is one of them. I, I, I'm sure you're all screaming in the phone. in your smartphone saying, it's blah, blah, blah. It's going to come to me before I'm done. Um, Yes, they're trans trannies, if you will, but they're, oh, it's killing me. Okay, sorry. I'm just going to move on. Okay. But when the kids see these people in these libraries dressed like that, they are totally confused. They are wondering, like, is that what I'm supposed to do? Because when kids play, they play based on things that they've seen. They don't know what mom and dad are and what they do. They just know what mom and dad are in their house. And so when they play house, they're doing that same mirror neuron thing. So when we're showing kids that you can have different kinds of mommies and daddies and everything looks fun in cartoons because they're beautiful colors and the rainbow and all of this stuff, and it all seems like love is love and we've got to love each other. It sounds like a wonderful message, but tolerance of evil and tolerance of destroying children is not God. That is hell. That is holy righteousness. You have the right to be upset about that. When your schools are showing your kids this stuff, when books like this are in your children's libraries, we're not talking about burning books, banning books. We're talking about the appropriate use of books with appropriate aged children. It's a big difference. Anyway. I'm still trying to figure out that other word now. <laughs> All right. Somebody said it to me somehow, some way. So what matters? It matters what we do. It matters what we say. It matters what we act like out in the world. So who are we going to be? Are we going to put on the identity as a child of God? Are we going to stand up and be a witness to people around us that are too shy, too fearful, too anxious, too worried to speak up about what's going on in the world? Can't we be that courage? Courage begets courage. You see one person talking about it. Oh, look, she said it. I'm going to say it. And then that grows. And then before you know it, good is fighting evil because we are evil if we just sit and we're complicit and we don't say anything. And we are not glorifying God by doing that. So again, (laughs) I'm going to change the whole thing now. Not actions speak louder than words, but actions and words matter. You need them both, right? You need them both. All right. I talked to you all yesterday about mouth. Oh, I didn't tell you why. I just told you. (laughs) That's right. I said I had a great sleep. I didn't get up all night to go to the bathroom. Last night, same thing, although I tossed and turned a lot. So I was awake, but I wasn't awake for very long. It was just, okay, I knew I was awake because I would turn. I don't know about you, but I don't do a lot of tossing and turning asleep. I am up. I like lift my body up so that I'm not rolling into my husband, kind of like a courtesy thing that I learned, and I program myself to do it. So I wake up. When I roll over and I get out of a com- an, an uncomfortable kind of position. So that's not good. So I've been mouth taping. Have you heard of that? I found it out. I mean, I don't have that bad of sleep. I am an open mouth person. And I'm pretty sure that I end up breathing through that open mouth throughout the night. I do snore. So if you look on the airplane, when you're walking back to the bathroom and you see someone in their seat with their mouth wide open, that's me. And that's just who I've always been. When I start falling asleep, my mouth immediately opens. There are a lot of dental reasons, a lot of oral health benefits to taping your mouth, to sleeping with your mouth closed. It can stop with the snoring. It can stop with the drooling. It can stop even with your, oh man, what is that? Sleep apnea where you have those things on your face and everything. So you can increase, here are some of the benefits. I'm just looking at a computer screen here. I watched a YouTube video on it with a dentist and she was amazing. She was saying how over these last few years with our nutrition and lack of certain vitamins that, and open mouth breathing, our faces are actually growing more narrow. We don't have more wide jaws, more open noses. Our faces are shrinking and our noses are shrinking. Our, um, uh, what is it? Our platelet of our mouth is shrinking. Our, our teeth jaws are sure sh- i mean it was crazy what she was going over in terms of information about how we have changed so much and therefore we're not getting enough oxygen in our bodies we're not sleeping appropriately and we are not getting um like these kids too sorry i forgot all about the dental hygiene they're filled with cavities do you know kids who just no matter what even if you don't feed them sugar and you brush your teeth three times a day, they're still riddled with cavities. It's all part of this kind of breathing thing. Anyway, so it increases rapid eye movement sleep, which is the most important sleep. It's like learning and memory, and it stimulates the brain that retain and store knowledge. I mean, hello, who doesn't need more REM? But a lot of people don't get REM because they're tossing and turning or they're waking up too much or they're up for a couple of hours in the middle of the night. Another benefit, quieter sleep. So I'm telling you this, my husband doesn't hear me at all, at all. I'm not snoring. I'm not sucking my tongue in the back of my throat, making him think I'm choking. And of course, improved dental hygiene because the bacteria in the mouth, you know, comes in. Oh, by the way, I forgot your nose is a natural filter. Your nose has all those hairs in it. And when you breathe through your nose, you breathe quieter. This is not for everybody. Some of you may have real issues like actually with your nose, as I just mentioned, you know, separated septums or deviated septums. I think they're called other issues that are actual, like physical issues with your nose. So uh, by all means, it may not be you. And I'll tell you the first couple of times I did it, I freaked out. I mean, I woke up, I pulled that tape off my mouth. Now I'm not buying any tape. No one's getting my money. I'm using good old fashioned scotch tape that you wrap your Christmas presents with. (laughs) It's not the easiest to pull off your lip, but yeah, I, what happened is I think I put the tape too high. So here's, Let me go back. Sorry. First time I did it, put the tape on my lip. I don't know, maybe an inch, just enough to cover over the top of my top lip and the bottom of my bottom lip. And then I laid down and I felt so calm. It was so weird. It was almost like there was like this pressure point or some sort of like, you know, acupressure kind of thing there. And I was like, wow, this is cool. But then I woke up in the middle of the night. And I don't know if maybe I was having a little bit of a stuffy nose or something was going on. And I felt like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I can't open my mouth. And I just tore that tape off so fast. Ow. (laughs) If you use regular scotch tape and you try this, peel it off slowly. Just my recommendation. But it did freak me out a couple of nights. It really did. And a couple of nights I only made it to like midnight or one o'clock and I just pulled it off. But now I don't even notice it. And you can train yourself to reclose your mouth. Like this morning I woke up and I noticed okay, my mouth is actually open. Like I could feel my jaw separated, but my lips were holding my mouth closed with the tape. That's. Not training my jaw, you know? In the middle of the night, I woke up a couple times and I noticed that my jaw was closed. Now, it wasn't clenched. I noticed that I'm not grinding my teeth. I started doing that again. You gotta pay attention to what's going on. Gotta pay attention to what you're eating. Gotta pay attention to your workout. Gotta pay attention to your prayer life. Like, gotta pay attention to the spiritual battle and see what's happening. Why is this back? What am I doing differently? And if you are smart, which I am not, you'll write this stuff down and you'll be able to go back and track. Speaking of which, (laughs) I've had this scale for like, honestly, I think I've had this scale since I was 30 because that's the age that was on my user one. Okay. When you have scales that do different things other than just tell you your weight, it's a digital scale. You can plug in. Your your sex. Oh, and guess what? They don't have any binary, non-whatever kind of sexes in there. It's just male and female. You put in your age, you put in your birth date, you put in, you know, pounds and feet and things like that. You put in your height and all that kind of stuff. And your age. And my age was 30. So I've had this scale. I'm 52 now. Let's do the math, 22 years, Is that how it works. <laughs> math on the fly, scary for me. I don't ever want to do it. It's embarrassing because I don't do it right. So bottom line, I am looking at this stuff because you go online and you can actually take a picture that it has this uh, QR code. And you have the app on your phone, which I downloaded yesterday, and now I can just take a picture of the QR code and it will load my BMI, my body fat, my body water, and my muscle mass and my weight. And I'm like, cool, it's tracking it for me. All I have to do is just stand on this every day and then just take a picture of the QR code and finally I can kind of see what's happening. It's been two days and I'm excited about it. (laughs) Two days I've gotten on that thing. I didn't even know it was there, but that is why journaling is so important. I say this in my 40 day prayer course and I did it for a while and I think it's nice if you really want to enjoy going back down memory lane. The problem with me is I never go back and I think that the reason I never go back is because I'm constantly reflecting throughout my day now. Does that make sense? So I don't need to go back and read pages unless I want facts, right? What exactly was I doing that day? Like I don't write my food down. I don't write my food down and then write what I feel. Like that's how you figure out you. That's the N equals one. But I just kind of go along with it and don't actually write it down and track it. And some of you may really benefit from doing that. So this is one of those, hey, don't do as I do, do as I say kind of thing, because I know that it helped me when I did that. Something to think about. Okay. That being said, this is a long podcast, but it's a nice reminder. And thank you, St. Anthony, for reminding us that our words and our deeds matter. And what people see matters mirror neurons, we want them to imitate us, don't we? So let's use that as a reason to speak, to be courageous and always speak from the heart. Your mouth and your ears need to be attached to your heart so that you can listen with love and you can speak with love, which actually means You are speaking with the Holy Spirit's heart, not yours. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come into our hearts and renew them today. Renew our minds, renew our actions and our words so that we are salt and light, so that we are that light on the lampstand so that we can be different. We can walk in our identity as your child, God, and glorify you with our words and with our actions. But we need your grace, God. Humility is the key. We want to live on the humble, food of humility, sweeter than honey. So nourish us with that humble nature so that we can step aside and allow you in to take over, to take control. Help us to hear your voice, to feel your promptings and to allow you to speak through us to those that we come into contact today with, to those in which we come in contact today. Lord, can you ask Mary to talk to Jesus for us? Mary, we need your intercession. Sometimes we don't talk to you very much on this podcast, but know that we do need your help. We know how you are the mediatrix of grace, how you were perfect as a human here on earth and filled with your spouse, the Holy Spirit. That's what we need. So if you can kindly talk to Jesus and ask for him to pour out a heavy dose of the Spirit in us today, we would really appreciate it. (laughs) Guide us and lead us, Holy Spirit, our guardian angel, Mary Jesus, God the Father, all you holy angels and saints, In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, we need everyone's help because it's not easy to live outside of this world, but we've been called. We've been chosen. Like God said, you are going to be different and you are going to be my light. So get on out there and shine brightly. Find something more with God today in this 24-hour journey. (laughs) I love you all so much. Have a blessed and inspired day.